tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, uh, that is the ending... The ending, hopefully, we think, to E.T., a great sci-fi movie, family sci-fi movie, to a show, at least an episode, a finale of a show, an episode of season finale, (laughs) blah, 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 tongue-tied, of Extant that actually had a lot of E.T. motifs, a lot of E.T. themes, to it, we thought it was very reminiscent on this very special episode, the season finale, episode 13, Ascension of Extant. Anyway, first of all, my name is Monis Rose. I've been MIA for a bit. I just want to say uh, thank you to all of the viewers out there for keeping tuned to these amazing co-hosts. First of all, to my left, Mr. Tari Miller. He is always keeping it real. How are you feeling today, Tari Miller? Always good. Always good. Awesome. And then across the way, always keeping it, always keeping it fresh is Adrian Snow. How are you feeling today, Adrian? I'm feeling very good. I gave a little Bambi eye with that whole ET thing. It's so sweet. It was. It was. It was beautiful. And we we always we appreciate you being our music supervisor. Really mm-hmm. seriously, yeah, Adrian has always been picking our music and you know giving this AfterBuzz show an extra kick, if you will. And then also, last but not least, always keeping it on the flip side. Need to keep it on the flip side, Mister. Charlie Barons, how are you, Mr. Charlie Barons? I am keeping it on the flip side. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes, now, before we start this amazing special uh, After Buzz show of Extant, I want to uh, point out that, you know, we, guys, we are super fans. We do love Extant. We are like... We are like fans doing, you know, it's football season, and to do an analogy, we are like fans of, say, like the Cleveland Browns or like the Buffalo Bills. These are, you know, there are super fans out there to teams that lose, and, you know, whether... whether <laughs> whether... <laughs> Whether or not, you know, the show is good or not, you know, I mean, we, we care about it and we want to talk it up. And we're just, we, if, and if ever, you know, it comes, you know, cynical or whatever, we're just passionate about this because we do care. And we especially cared about this last episode, didn't we, Tari Miller? Yes, sir. I mean, yeah, it's like, uh, me and Adrian talked about it like a few episodes ago and that, like, if you love something, you hold it responsible for what it is. The good, the bad, the ugly. You let it know, and you don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, and you're like, I don't like what you're doing right now. I yeah, think I said that the you know? last time we talked about it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just layering on Amonis's thing, and I'm just letting everybody know that we love the show, and we're, we're, you know, 
holding it responsible for everything that it is. Good, the bad, the ugly, the fun, the... Like this week, Ethan found his purpose. Exactly. This is our purpose. So are you... Now, yeah, overall, guys... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, what did you you feel about, uh, Charlie, what did you feel Mm -hmm. about the last episode? Well, you know, I mean, there were a lot of elements that I think we were all... I remember one of these shows where I was like, it's going to be Ethan's versus Aliens. And I was right. <laughs> you know, but, but everybody saw that coming. You know, you, you see these two dueling dimensions, especially in Molly's character, just her own child, this creation that was brought into her life that is Ethan. And we knew that they were going to come to a head. And I think structurally... I didn't say that word right, but you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> the show is sound. I think the the structure, like how it happened. I think sometimes in uh, the dialogue, as Adrian has said before, they um, you know they call it out a little bit too much. They um, telegraph telegraph there. it. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. And that that's what I think you know might get us thrown. But I think the structure is cool, and I think it's interesting, and I think they tied it up nicely. Go yeah. Bills. <laughs> All the Bills fans Go are Jim Kelly. crying right now. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, Adrian, you know, yes, you have, uh, you, you know, we, we all express our passion about Extant. You have, uh, as well, what did you think of the season finale? Did you think it was up to par, below par? Yeah, how do you feel? I thought it was tied up very nicely. It was like, maybe we could have a cliffhanger. Maybe we cannot. Oh, these things are happening. Is that intriguing you? It could end like this. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, oh, God, seriously. But <laughs> um, I mean, I'll have what she's having. For the most, yeah, for the most part, it was, it was one of those things where overall, to be honest, I really wanted x to just be better. I wanted it to just be dialogue and plot just better. And it, in the end, you know, it was just wrapped up too nicely for me. I feel like, I, you know, to bring up Quantum Leap, mm-hmm. Quantum Leap ended poorly because it was canceled and they straight up just were like, Sam was lost in space. He was <laughs> never went home again. And that is devastating for fans because it's like, what did you do? He just destroyed four years of my life mm. hoping that this man would get back to his house. And I'm not saying Quantum Leap was the best show in the world, but it had something about it that drew people in that made it want to keep coming back for years and years and years. Right. I, I feel... And I felt like that extent just kind of just wrapped it up too quickly in season one, and it doesn't, it doesn't give you anything to, like... Crave over mm-hmm. the over the time that it's gone, and you know, and and I've evolved. I mean, I really was rooting for the show at the beginning, but I've even noticed, you know, I mean, some change. Actually, there was never a really change, but for me, I never, as a viewer, as a fan of this show, I could never really believe what the characters were believing. Mm-hmm. If if yes, uh whether it be yeah, the acting, the story, you know, you know there's there were a lot of ultra melodramatic moments especially in tonight's episode. And even though the actors I could feel were taking it very seriously, 
I could never take it very seriously. I mean, you know, and and sometimes it's like it's better when I'm in on the joke if the characters were actually joking, but they weren't. They were really, really serious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a lot of crying going on when, you know, if Molly was going to lose Ethan or not. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And I it never really drew me in for me to feel what they were feeling. Yeah. Does that make does that make sense right. at all? Yeah. Well, to to give the the show credit though, like there were a lot of really high concept ideas. I think that the the biggest hurdle for the show was I think it was the medium. I mean, if it was a show, they could have cut some stuff down, or not a show. If it were a movie, they could have like thinned out some of the fat, and it mm-hmm. could have been more cohesive. If it were a longer series, maybe on a non network. Uh, channel, then they could have gotten a little darker with it. Like, we've had little pieces of it here and there. Like, we got Katie's body and, like, just everything that the spores have been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think that that was the main hurdle, is that, like, they couldn't they couldn't do all the things that we wanted them to. Like, they couldn't blow up children on national television. They couldn't yeah. have the main character, Molly, die in a fiery crash on a, on a on a shuttle like they just couldn't do what we wanted them to because i mean the constra- the con- constraints that's the word no, I'm looking for yeah i definitely agree with you not not to cut you off no, of but i'm it. just saying like we're so used to watching game of thrones boardwalk empire lost. you know the sopranos uh, yeah. lost is yeah is one that did it very well on network television right. um this one you can tell like the spores you know like you know becoming another person uh, if it were on HBO, they would incorporate a lot of like sex and violence and things that are going to naturally keep a viewer watching mm-hmm. and coming back for more because for whatever reason people are naturally attracted to those things. But it is harder. It is a much harder medium, much more challenging to um, do this kind of thing and and um, make it seem substantial without going because you can't go too dark, right? You know? I think it came down to a choice. So. If, and this sounds horrible, but it seemed like the writers, it seemed like the producers lost faith in the show and its ability to go past season one. And so for me, I'm just saying that it felt like they were pushing everything to happen in this one season, that all these things had to be resolved in this one season. And if you have faith in your show and that it will go to be like this great thing like I'm a big Doctor Who fan and Mm -hmm. Doctor Who will will set things up Stephen Moffat is notorious for setting things up two seasons in advance and you're like okay what is the silence why do I have to wait two years to figure out what the silence is Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because he has faith that his show will continue on and that's that's different Doctor Who's been along for a long time Right. but even still, when you have shows that it's just kind of starting off, you know, even with Mad Men, Mad Men is something that's been set up, and everyone's been following this journey with Don Draper because nobody knows where it's going to end, and that's what keeps you curious. And I feel like with Extant, they just kind of didn't have faith that we would keep our curiosity with Molly and with right. Ethan and with all these characters, and they had to wrap everything up so quickly. Well, I've you're, stated before, like, I don't think that they were meant to, I think this was supposed to be a miniseries, yeah. so I think when it was, in its conception, it was originally supposed to end at episode 13, and it was just like, here's a fun adventure with Molly. And, I mean, they did that. Every It was very cyclical. Like, she, <clears throat> we started in space, um, we go through all her trials and tribulations, we do the whole two-son thing, and then we end up back in space, 
space. And then the last scene where she's with the little space, uh, the astronaut doll, is kind of like, it's reminiscent to when she first came back to um, Earth. And it's so, I mean, it was made to be this nice little circle. You know what I, um... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, what I really, though, liked about this episode giving kudos though got to give kudos where it is deserved they did keep it simple there wasn't there was only an a storyline there was a b storyline there yeah. wasn't any uh, yasumoto didn't really there was a little jump the shark with Kern, which we'll talk about a little bit there was a little jump the shark you know but they they didn't they kept it simple molly and ethan and john that's it you know so that was i have to say kudos to that yeah. they, they didn't bring in all of these wild cards um didn't open up a more pandora's box so um and speaking of uh keeping it simple so we have we have molly and she decides to go back up into space doesn't she charlie molly's back in space and let me just say on the level of giving credit where credit's due, Molly has the most badass Power Rangers suit. Go ever. white and black Power Ranger. <laughs> Go white and black Power Ranger. It's um, the most powerful. Yes. Yeah. So they, they give her this this Ranger? big suit that that's going to uh, protect her from the spores, which I thought you know great great idea, great ad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's back up in space, and then it's like her first encounter. She loses the glove. <laughs> they go through all this trouble to give her a suit, and why can't you just secure the gloves a little better? Anyway, um, but I thought that that was a nice tie-in because it allows. Um, for that first encounter where you know that this is definitely an alien with Molly's encounter with um, Katie. Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I thought it was a very um, powerful moment on Molly's part of just pushing her away. And, like, I was surprised that was going to happen. I thought that um, this, the spores or the, the, the alien, cousin it, whatever it is, was going to push back and show more power. But it's really just they use that um, to get inside the uh, human, and it's the human that ends up doing all these things. Yeah. So that that was a cool thing to see. I mean, I think we all knew that, but to see that scene, I think it was a nice confrontation. And did you uh, now? She was also up there, not just to combat and you know destroy pretty much the Seraphim, but she was up there to save uh, save Sean. What did you think of that storyline? And Tar- Planet Earth. And Planet Earth, yes. <laughs> yes, what? you know, and Planet Earth. Um, I thought it was uh, really interesting, like, because I was saying that I really liked Sean. He was a really good character. In the short time that we had seen him, we had actually, you know, got to enjoy, and we we had a little bit of his backstory, and he developed and everything, and you, you felt for his love for Katie and all that stuff. So I was glad that he was saved, and he wasn't, like, you know, essentially impregnated and, and you know, an alien at that point. Um, and then... I mean, it's a bummer that he got taken over again because when Molly locks him or locks Katie into that little uh, chamber, he takes her out because he it takes the form of Molly, which is like the dumbest thing that you could have done from a like you know from a person standpoint to be like she's talking to me in my ear, but I'm going to check this out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that was funny, but like um, and that so that was a bummer because he became a puppet. Of the spores, um, so Molly had to take him out with a with a stun gun. Is that what that was? Is like a like a. I, I thought stun you know gun. it was a stun gun, but also you know earlier she mentioned you need your electrolytes. So I just feel she was plugging him with some pretty <laughs> potent electrolytes, some <laughs> kind some of Gatorade. Gatorade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Uh, exactly. Sour apple flavor. <laughs> the best flavor. Uh, fair slime or lime fierce or whatever the flavor was. That, that was mine, guys. But anyway, <laughs> so... Molly ends up, you know, pretty much, and yeah, it's like uh, Adrian did say, uh, it's it's a signed, sealed, and delivered storyline with Molly. She does end up saving the day. There's a little drama where Ben doesn't listen to her. You know, she uh, Ben doesn't listen to her, and she finally gets an override with Ethan's help. The yeah. Seraphim is destroyed, and mm-hmm. she comes back to Earth. Nice, nice and easy. You know, but meanwhile, before um, we even get to the Ethan, I mean, of how Ethan did help and save Molly, we have to deal with Ethan's storyline, don't we, Adrian? We do. Yeah, yes. so. Oh. Um, he's a bomb. Can I just say, yes, he's, he's, uh, can I just say how, uh, uh, wait, where was I? Oh, um, I loved the bit with Molly and Ben, just him like, the probability of this taking place. I know. Like, Stop, <laughs> never <laughs> tell me the odds. Yeah. It's so great. Where did, where did Ben get such an attitude? Too? Right? I was like, that, so that's, sassy. The, that's the real story I in was, Extant. Whenever Ben's I, progression. I hear Ben, I'm like, like the Michael Jackson song? Yeah. Like the rat that kills you? I'm sorry, but in my head, I'm like, I always thought Ben was going to just do something really bad the whole time. Right. Not just him being like, so, you know, I'm a robot, but just mm-hmm. that he was going to get, I don't know. Well, he did try to kill her at the end. I mean, yeah, he's like. Yeah, he was just being a robot. He was just like, well, this is the probability, and like, it's not safe for humankind. I yeah. understand that. I mean, and it's a, it was a smart move. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm going to quarantine you uh, with death because mm. you're infected. Yeah. But then, oh, and that's a good point because Ethan, also a robot, but has so many human elements, mm-hmm. saves the day, overrides Ben. Yeah, so yeah. tell me, yeah, what what is going on with Ethan and John? Right, right. So the Ethan, I mean, I think this is the, the best storyline of the of the episode for sure. And and you've been and I want to say to the fans out there, you know, Charlie has been rooting for this storyline pretty much since he has <laughs> gotten on this In a world what? where there are aliens. I'm sorry. And Ethan's. You're talking about Charlie, he was like <laughs> evil Ethan, he killed a bird. Yeah, that that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nice callback. I still don't say I, I would trust him, but he's everywhere now, so we'll get to that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, Adrian and Charlie, please, yeah, tell me what is going on in Ethan's world, Ethan and John, while Molly is up in space. Begin. Okay. Um, Ethan is going through this phase where Odin got it into his head that he and Odin are buddy-buddy, and... Um, there's a moment, because Ethan has an explosive in him, where he is convinced that if anybody tries to turn him off, he should push this button, the weirdest looking phone I've ever seen, and Odin is going to come save the day. I think um, there, there was only, the only way this could go was for Ethan to give the uh, controller back to uh, John, because there's no way... Uh, robot that's smart enough to hear Japanese and then give the English translation is dumb enough to fall for Odin's dumbass plot line, you know, because Odin just, you know, you gotta think a little bit more. That's the reason he wants the, uh, the, um, robots destroyed is because they're way too smart for Odin's. Anyway, take it from here, Adrian. Okay, so <laughs> so Ethan does not detonate. Uh, they convince him to not 
press the button, and uh, they put him, they basically put him to sleep, essentially, while they work to figure out what's going on. And they realize that the bomb cannot be removed because they're afraid that if they do anything to it, it will detonate. Yeah. And then from there, they realize that Molly's trapped on the seraphim and that the offspring, her other baby, uh, has controlled everyone else so that Molly will not succeed in not bringing the, the other aliens to Earth. Um, and the only person that can, can actually go in and, and help Molly get back to Earth is Ethan because he has no biology to him because he is a humanic. Mm-hmm. So they send Ethan, they give him all this information, they download him into the system or whatever, and they send him off. And he has a face-off, which is definitely like the good son, where <sighs> Ethan gets a gray hoodie and the offspring gets a red hoodie. And I was and like, very call it back it to E.T., right? why don't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also call it back to the good son with Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin. Fine, it's a good fine, movie. fine. It was a good movie. Yeah. But it's, it's very dark. It kind of becomes this this face-off, which we were like, they wouldn't do that, right? They're not going to have it, where it's like humanics versus the aliens. Oh, you not mean kill. aliens versus Ethan? Yeah. yeah. They're not going to kill yeah. two children, um, right? But they did it. Uh, and, sorry, I cracked my knuckles. I and would, then... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, so they had, like, a little mini, like, kid face-off where Ethan essentially saves the day, but not without the offspring giving him, like, the death stare and bringing right. a bunch of glass and stuff. I was hoping that Ethan was going to, uh, since he is advancing mentally, mm-hmm. I was hoping he'd be like, I know Kung Fu. And there'd just be this epic <gasps> oh, battle between the two yes. of them. That would have been amazing. You're thinking like Charlie. Yeah, right? You're thinking like, really like Charlie thinks. That would have yes. been great. Yeah, that that was a very yeah. <laughs> Both of you are simpatico. I yeah, feel me and Charlie know where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. I really do wish I thought of that because how amazing would that? I mean, the alien can. Now I'm going to stay on this. Oh, yeah, it's your yeah. fault. Hey, the alien can like think about waves and break glass, but Ethan should be able to have studied the Matrix long enough to know how to dodge every single shard of glass. Exactly. No, I know, but he Whoa. can study the movie and adapt it. I mean, he works with Japanese. It's got to work with the Matrix. He's too young to know what that is. Oh, it's, in his, it's in his memory bank. It's in his uh, ma- yeah, the, the Matrix, Matrix was definitely <laughs> the programmed Matrix, into The Matrix, what they download into his... Can we stop? Yeah, totally. So, the Matrix, can, what they right, download into Bringing it back. So there's <laughs> a lot of... You know, but there's... What I mean, like I said, there was simplicity. So we just <laughs> dealt with Ethan. We just dealt with Molly. There's a lot of characters that, you know, they're, that are left questionable. And really, I don't even need answers to. I feel I don't need answers to. Um, you know, I, I don't need answers to really what happened to Yasumoto. I really don't. I didn't really give... Um, I need you know, answers to you, why Kern is still alive. Can you, we? Yes! Really? Yes. I, I need to was know. He not dead? I thought he was dead. Maybe he was knocked out. But, like, Wait, as far as I know. He had a bullet in his head. Yeah. Well, you know. He, <laughs> oh, no, my gosh. Know. Maybe. It's maybe, a maybe. I, the alien? Maybe they used the last of Yasumoto's liquid to heal him. Why would they do that? Because, why not? He's important. They needed him to How say that important? it was a honey bomb. How has he ever been important to the... I'm sorry. Honey bomb. To the so, actor who plays Kern. 
I think you're awesome. But how have you ever been important, really? He, he got Molly where she needed to be. He turned when he was supposed to. Um, he he is actually, if, if you want to really look at it, he has been the only one who's really been getting things done. And he's been like a driving force to get uh, every, like, plot A to plot B. Um, mm-hmm. I... It, yeah, because he got Kern or Krieger where he needed to go. He got Molly where she needed to go. He got the offspring out of the uh, of the detainment center. Kern is the most important character in this show. No, wow, no, just like that. <laughs> that that's awesome. No, yes. I mean you know that's that's very valid, okay. Tari. That's that's incredibly valid. Okay. Now before we even do, I guess uh, predictions. You know, we we all see we all watch this show together and. You know, we we shout out commentary as if it was like a, a sports, a football game. We we shout out, and one of the um, we don't know we we don't know if it is uh, going to continue this show. I know uh, Charlie has mentioned up to season three, you know, but yes, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, we don't know. You know, some of the uh, comments, uh, some of the comments in the audience, us were maybe this will will get canceled do you feel i'm going to open this up you know as our last big topic do you feel this show will is there is there a life beat is there a heartbeat to this show i mean um or do you feel no this is going to be this is actually a series finale i'll uh, open it up to tara you want to want to sure um i would say that uh i don't think that it I, I still don't think it was ever meant to go past to where it is. Mm-hmm. I think that there's potential. Like, it it leaves it open enough to where, like, maybe you could have, like, a sequel series that has nothing to do with this. Like, you you see the world of the offspring having being maybe raised by the two people who picked him up. Um, and it's him trying to figure out the world. But, like, the world has already been saved by Molly. Uh, so all of the all of the bows have been tied. So they don't really need another season. I mean, I definitely would watch the, a series about the offspring learning how to live life. Because in the little bit that we got with him the last episode, I was really intrigued. Like, he, he was this thing that was sent on a mission. He kind of regretted it. He's still on it, but now... After everything is done, he has no means and no real purpose. So having him find a purpose would be amazing. Mm. Right, Adrian? What do you think? Oh, I think they kind of left it open ended, so they could kind of do what they want. You know, it it is kind of one of those things where if it were a movie and it ended that way, you wouldn't hold it against them if they didn't do a sequel. It's, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, maybe this could go, and you don't really think anything about it. But if they did do a sequel, you'd be a little curious about it. Uh, I don't think they're going to do a second season, just because they, it, it, they just had too much going on in the first season. And while I would like to see some things wrapped up, I have to say at one point, they had so much going on in the first season that I was like, oh my gosh, I just can't care about all these things going on all at once. So for me, it could go either way. I, I probably, I don't really see it, unfortunately, having a second season. It would be nice if it did, but it just doesn't seem like that's the path that they're going to take. And Charlie, the most optimistic of us all, you know, what do you think, though? I mean, there's absolutely a second season coming, perhaps three. Here's the situation. <laughs> the storyline. Wait, wait. Before uh, 
I want to before we get into predictions, and sure. we will we will start predictions with you. Um, I want to take a quick mention um, about iTunes. Do it do now. Uh, first of all, you know we're not just on we're not just on uh, YouTube. We're not just uh, you not just can listen to us via pod. I mean, actually, yes, and you can also <laughs> listen to us. Excuse me, via podcast on iTunes, and we really appreciate your comments and commentary, uh, don't we, Tari? Yes, we do. Uh, we love hearing from you. Uh, we respond to your tweets, your comments, everything that you do. We love seeing the stars. Uh, five is nice. Um, but, I mean, we appreciate anything that you give between three and five. Anything lower, and you're being mean. Um, <laughs> but on that note, uh, we are doing a survey on podcast1.com. So if you have any... Uh, feedback for us we'd love to hear it whether it be positive negative uh ambiguous uh just go to podcast1.com that's p-o-d-c-a-s-t-o-n-e.com uh take three minutes out of your day and help us become a better network uh we really appreciate it and it'll help us bring shows just like this uh to you every week i mean we do 70 about 70 or 80 hours every week of shows and it's for you guys so uh all we ask is that you give us your feedback and help us become amazing er because we're already amazing well on that note you know we don't know we don't know if there is going to be officially a season two or a season three but let's just say there is let's do some extant predictions to now you're after buzz my story oh you are so starting mr charlie burns so what do you predict? Uh, okay, so we left it with Ethan. Uh, I'm sorry, not Ethan. The Offspring, uh, named after the best '90s band ever, walking along the side of the road, and then the two parents pick him up. This is Superman meets Spider-Man meets Alien, and that's season two. It's his storyline. We learn about the parents who picked him up. And it's going to be a lot like Spider-Man around the time of Tobey Maguire, you know, where he finds the powers, that kind of a Spider-Man feel. But he'll have a lot of the Superman-type powers. Mm. And that's our starting point. But, yeah, I think we're switching the um, series over to him because a bunch of no-name actors makes the budget a lot less, and we can just explore storylines. Exactly. And then in... Season three. This is the this is the good one. This is the coup de gras, isn't it? Yes. Oh yes. yes. Let's do Ethan it. Ethan is everywhere. The alien can't be everywhere. All of a sudden, they're on the same plane. Battle. Ethan's versus aliens. Oh, Season Ethan could three. be like his brainiac. I, I just want to say before we open up I more like predictions. That. It has been a joy. Um, it has been a joy to uh, co-host this panel with all of you, especially though with you, Adrian. I get to watch your eyes. You know, your you have you your eyes, your your facial uh, expressions and gestures. I've counted at least over seventy-five. I'm just saying, you know, from all of our. I, I love how you bring that up right after I get my prediction. I know she was rolling her eyes right there or doing evil looks. <laughs> Uh, All right, Adrian. Well, let's say there was a second, even a third season. Yeah. As Charlie said, what okay. what's going to happen? Yeah, let me practice my facial expressions. <laughs> well, if the offspring is growing at a rapid rate, and he is the only spore alien that's made it to Earth, then 
I'm thinking more of a like horrific type species situation paired with a kind of Terminator situation with Ethan. Mm-hmm. But rather than Ethan being like T-1000, he's more like John... Last name I've forgotten. <laughs> what uh, is his last uh, name? John... Uh, O'Connor? No, no. Connor. Connor, yeah, yeah. Connor yeah. John Connor. Not McLean. <laughs> I was like, Carter? That was That's wrong. Uh, and so it's just kind of like these this whole idea of of this alien trying to kind of take over, even if he doesn't really mean to do any harm, but that's just kind of what his species is innately meant to do mm-hmm. versus this humanic who's kind of everywhere. And what does that mean to have uh, an android that's plugged into everything and everywhere? And what... What will he eventually become? Will he become like a T-1000? Will he become like a John Connor for the world? And to have kind of Molly be like that Sarah Connor type of personality where she's kind of helping fight the good fight and then John, real John, probably dies. Tari. Tari Miller, what do you think is going to happen? Predictions. Um, I would say uh, I think that because, because of the concept of the the original plan was to bring the seraphim and have it uh, essentially burn away and the spores take over. Um, I think that that could still be a thing. So when the second season comes in, you'll find that parts of the seraphim have fallen to earth, and so the spores start kind of taking over. But no one knows what's happening, and so it becomes mm. up to these this group of people who were in on the whole situation to kind of get the word out across the world like so if it were to land i would hope it wouldn't land in america that way like of course it's gonna land in america no it has to land outside so that like you know that way it's not direct it's not people who are directly affected by the first run of it Mm -hmm. so then it kind of brings this whole other aspect and makes it more of like a saving the world as opposed to like saving this town which we kind of hung out in the whole time so kind of like a body Mm -hmm. snatchers type deal yeah Mm Now, you are all actually a lot more optimistic than I am. I don't predict anything. I feel this show (laughs) is on its last legs. I I will drop the bomb. What happened to that? (laughs) Yay for the Browns. Why why did you decide to go last? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, I would say, but if, 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 all right, fine. If it was, if CBS Tonight or... Uh, said second season. I feel, yeah, scrap the whole first season. It's an anthology, just like uh, an American Horror Story is a true detective. Uh, and we're just going to wipe the slate clean. Whole new story, whole new characters. You know, big name stars once again. That's how it's going to be played. Well, anyway, on that note, you know, all of us have our Twitter accounts. All of us have, you know, you just don't have to watch us here in the After Buzz. Where can people find you, Miss Adrian Snow? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Miss Adrian Snow. That's A D R I A N Snow, as in John Snow. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Charlie Barons, where can people find you? Charlie Barons, it's at Charlie Barons for the Twitters and at Charlie Barons for the Instagram because I'm just that creative. <laughs> and then, can uh, are you are we allowed to are you allowed to do any shout outs or plugs on? Any of your other projects, Charlie, or not, not as of yet? Not quite yet. Okay. Well, guys, though, asking. be on the lookout for Charlie Barons. He's going to be doing some other amazing things out there. All right. Everyone, where can everyone find you, Mr. Tari Miller? 
You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Uh, you can also find me on the Sword Art Online panel on Sundays, uh, the Doctor Who Classics panel on Wednesdays, uh, and the upcoming uh, Legend of Korra panel, because uh, it's coming back, baby. Oh, wait. You can also find me on the Grace Point panel beginning on Thursdays, October 2nd. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. And you can find me... It's, uh, my name's Monis Rose. It's, uh, on Twitter. It's at Rest Fiction. That stands for Restaurant Fiction, which is a website and podcast where you can listen and read. I just, uh, wrote a review on the chocolate shop featured in Chocolat Maya Chocolaterie. So please check that out, read. I think you'll find that a very amusing. Well, anyway, guys, I just want to say this has been a fantastic, really fun, awesome, magnificent ride. You guys are all great. I uh, I am proud and impressed with all that you we do. That's exactly for Adrian and I. We do have already this uh, relationship. This has been the longest uh, TV show we've been on after Buzz panel. So um, <laughs> we are both very proud. Anyway, guys out there, thank you all for watching, listening, doing all that you do. And remember, like at the beginning, keep it real, keep it fresh, and always keep on the flip side. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.